guys, it's finally over. Welcome back to Critical Thoughts, you and your friend's favorite daily podcast program, where the crew and I go over whatever is going on in the world. Obviously, we're back in school, but no more break means that we're more energized and ready to release more content for all of you. Now, this episode is a node to the year that must not be named, the year that has destroyed lives, yet taught us so much. That's right. 2020, this episode is for you. 2020 was almost cinematic in a way that it put so many people through so much hardship, yet society learned quite a lot about itself. It exposed the best and worst of humanity and provided us with so many questions. So far, society has done a decent job of providing answers. Of course, bullshit hasn't ended since, as I'm recording this, a horde of rioters is swarming the capital in some kind of redneck insurrection, but hopefully we'll get past that too. With that being said, let's get into Greatest Hits, 2020 edition. Of course, there can't be a 2020 recap without discussing the disease that ripped apart our communities, healthcare institutions, and altered our culture, COVID-19. On January 9th, the WHO announced a new pneumonia-like pathogen from Wuhan, China. Of course, the Chinese government knew about the epidemic in Wuhan for weeks without taking legitimate action, which may have contributed to the fact that the virus then took the pleasure of spreading around the world with the number of total cases quickly approaching nine digits. Of course, this is a little bit more money than what Kelly Loeffler made when she sold her stocks as soon as she learned about the impending doom that the virus would cause. And the public showed her pleasure by voting her out yesterday. Karma is indeed a bitch. That segues into an important motif for 2020, unity and incompetent leadership. Several countries, such as South Korea, became kind of a beacon of hope for the world, showing efficient methods to ensure compliance with safety guidelines while increasing contact tracing and creating attractive and hospitable interfaces that calmed and unified the public. Despite being close to the epicenter of the pandemic, South Korea only has 65 total COVID cases as of recording, with only above 1,000 deaths. Sticking staunchly to their test, treat, and isolate strategy, they created an actual unified response to the pandemic. You know, that sounds like something you'd expect from, I don't know, a first world sovereign nation. Not to mention that the effort was compounded by positive government communication, spearheaded by Moon Jae-in. He delivered a consistent message and was measured and cautiously optimistic in his briefings. Unfortunately, everyone's favorite piss-poor pandemic president did not seem to get the memo. In case you couldn't tell from the fact that America accounts for around 25% of the world's COVID cases, America's COVID response has been riddled with inconsistencies and miscommunications. Even now, we can't seem to partition our vaccine doses correctly. From starting a bidding war over PPE to setting unrealistic timelines for reopening, Trump has pretty much fucked up everything. By prioritizing his own superficial economy over the human cost, Trump allowed our country to get spanked on both fronts. Talk about killing two birds with one stone. Honestly, it might not have even been the virus that killed so many people. When you have a president who just suggests drinking bleach and sunlight to cure the virus might actually work, sometimes you just want to assume the fetal position and fucking die.
Honestly, it's not that surprising that so many Americans refuse to wear masks and take proper precautions. We have built a culture around being stubborn and defiant, and it has helped us get through tough times in the past. However, in 2020, it was our undoing. Of course, President Trump did nothing to ensure that people were being safe. First, he didn't tell the public about the virus until it was too late. And then to make things worse, he downplayed its severity, comparing it to the flu on multiple occasions, despite scientists telling him that he was wrong. But then again, when did Trump ever listen to the experts on COVID-19 anyway? To make things even worse, he didn't even wear a mask or encourage social distancing until it was far too late as well, holding non-social distance rallies throughout the year that proved to be futile as he lost the election anyway. This lack of messaging and EQ is something I've talked about in a previous episode, and it is for this reason that I hope America never elects a president like Trump ever again, regardless of policy. Of course, you'd think that there was nothing more polarizing and pressing this year than a worldwide pandemic, but you'd be wrong. This summer, a three-letter slogan struck hard at the soul of our nation in order to make real change. That slogan was, of course, Black Lives Matter. After the unjustified killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis, widespread protests over the treatment of African Americans in the state of the police force took place. With such a polarizing event, we saw the best and worst of America, as I stated earlier. On one hand, we had thousands of protests in all 50 states, with millions of Americans coming together to peacefully advocate for a cause that they were passionate in. Unfortunately, there were also rioters. People used their anger to justify hurting others, including people of color, by destroying their businesses that they had worked so hard to maintain throughout the pandemic. Of course, you also had the one stooge up in the White House using the police to attack peaceful protesters in order to do a photo op with the Bible. The next time it rained in D.C. was probably Jesus' tears. However, the Black Lives Matter movement also helped to open dialogue regarding police activities in America. Obviously, radicals hijacked these talks to spread slogans such as ACAB and defund the police, and as we have seen, those policies and ideas really haven't helped anyone anywhere. But important dialogue and important reform came about as a result of Black Lives Matter. Chokeholds were banned in several cities throughout America, although New York's bill is especially dangerous. But the injection of new ideas and new thinkers into the discourse around policing has obviously been a healthy thing. Still, after all of this bullshit, there was an election to win or lose, depending on who you were rooting for. After your favorite grandpa, Joe Biden, revived his campaign from the dead with a huge win in South Carolina, he became the man that most of the country trusted to get Orange Man out of office. It seemed like he would have an easy victory. The polls had him up in almost every swing state going into election day. I even predicted that the polls would be right this time, but the pollsters made me look stupid again. Demographics like the Cuban population in Florida turned out for Trump, allowing him to steal away states and make the election much closer than many thought it would be. Of course, when I say steal, I don't mean what many Republicans actually think happened. 
if someone can give me conclusive evidence of a web of voter fraud enough to invalidate a state's election, please show me. I'll give you $50,000 and maybe a date if you're a cute girl. Fortunately, the side of reason and decency prepared, just like what is occurring on many fronts in America today. With new leadership for the future, there is a reason to be optimistic for 2021, provided that the Electoral College vote is certified by Congress. Thank you to everyone who listened to us for an amazing 2020. Obviously, your New Year's resolution is to listen to us more, so you should follow us on Twitter at ThinkCriticalPC and on your favorite streaming platform, whether that be Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And for blogs and more, go to our website at ThinkCriticalPodcast.com. You can also follow my Twitter at GregThinkCrit to see what's going on in my brain. Thank you all for listening. This has been Critical Thoughts. Peace.